0: So, I hope you enjoy the episodes and feel free to subscribe for your Jewelry Navigator Passport, a way to stay up to date with the current episodes and upcoming features. Thanks so much for joining us and enjoy the episode. Hi there, and welcome to a very special episode of Jewelry Navigator Podcast. Today I'm doing something exceptional in a few ways. I usually publish the episode on Thursday, but this week my guest is Deborah Navarro, and I wanted to get her story in before any one of you or any of you are going to Vegas this week for the premiere show, because she'll be there as a first-time exhibitor in Vegas, and for someone who's fairly recently just started her collections and career in jewelry design, she's come a really long way in a short time. In February this year, she earned JCK's Industry Choice Award for her Vincent Ring, a rough but elegant statement ring set with a green barrel sprinkled with natural colored diamonds from her signature Watu collection. Then, just recently this spring, In-Store Magazine announced their In-Store Design Awards and awarded Deborah first place for her hinged Jackson earrings set with over 23 carats of beaming yellow scapolite and diamonds. Funny enough, last week's guest Gigi Ferranti, who was on the podcast last week, won second place for her Rosetta star ring in 18 karat rose gold with star ruby cabochons. Both designers are premiering in Vegas at Premier's inaugural show this week at Las Vegas Convention Center, May 30th through June 3rd. Oh, and one other important thing that she talks about in this part of the podcast, the day we spoke, She shared with me the day before they would be announcing it that she won the Cindy Edelstein Memorial Emerging Designer Award, which is so exciting. I was just elated to hear the honor that she received this award. Last week, Deborah and I talked for over an hour and a half. So this is part one of two because I just wanted to get something out there before she goes to Vegas And like I said, so all of you can know a little bit more about Deborah and her story, which is truly inspiring. So in this part one of two, Deborah shares how she broke through roadblocks in her career and how her collections are interpreted through her jewelry journey, many of which were overcome with her first series, The Barefoot Collection, using a theme that repeats in everyone's life as stepping stones. I love how Deborah's journey is truly marked with blessings through each step she's taken in her jewelry journey, from farm life to radio production to retail jewelry, then to the source of gems she now uses in her jewelry with multiple trips to East Africa with Roger Derry and Gem Legacy. If you have a dream to do what's in your heart, Deborah's story embodies a philosophy she discovered along the way as a leap of faith and how In her own words, you have to stand on the edge of a cliff, jump, and build your parachute on the way down. I hope you enjoy this first part of Deborah's story. Join me later on in the week. I'm hoping to have the second part published between Wednesday and Thursday, just in time for her show. But I, like I said, I just wanted to get this out there. Her story is so inspiring. Enjoy the episode, and I'll see you back here later this week. So how have you been?
1: Oh, good. We've been really busy, mm-hmm. um, and just really excited, and hopefully prepared for uh, the premiere show in Las Vegas.
2: Yeah, I know that's really exciting. Congratulations on your award. Oh, thank you, thank you. I know I'm so uh, to to win the JCK.
1: Award and then uh, have this one, these this beautiful pair of earrings get recognition too. It was I, I'm over the moon, mm-hmm. so happy that people are receiving my jewelry well. Well, um, I'll, here's a little something I'll tell you, but that I can't like really. I don't think I can announce it until tomorrow. Um, uh, InStyle magazine is giving me the Cindy Edelstein Emerging Designer Award.
2: Oh, my gosh. That just gave me chills. Oh, my (laughs) gosh, Deborah. Oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. I want to cry. That's so amazing. You know what is really, really cool about it? I mean, I am. I'm
1: just... Oh, my gosh. But all of this, when I decided I wanted to do this, and I had no idea where to turn or how to get started, and... um, I signed up for Cindy Edelstein's like she has a program. I think it's like 10 1-hour sessions by Skype. Mm-hmm. And she and really it's just like, you know, the drill sergeant thing, step by step how you're going to mm-hmm. launch your line. And I only had one Skype session with her, and she died. <sighs> but in that one Skype session, and yeah, I had taken all kinds of notes and um She, and she made me do, you know, like 300 sketches and, but she gave me the name of a guy. She said, you're going to want to work with him. David Uh And, um, I went back to those notes and I was like, well, I guess I'll call this guy and just show him what I have. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I started working with him and still work with him today. He's like my feet on the ground in New York. Um, so it's just really neat for this to come full circle and go back to Cindy, who kind of, I mean, she just started the ripple with that one phone call. Oh, wow. I've always thought to me that, or thought to myself, it's kind of like she just had handed off a baton to me before she left
2: Mm -hmm. and then I
1: just had to run with it and it,
2: so it's really special. That is really special. Wow. I'm so happy for you. I can't wait for that to come out. Oh, that's so cool. I want to hear a little bit about your background. And then, of course, since I did a podcast and some things with Gen Legacy, hear about your involvement with that and how much it means to you to work that into your designs and your jewelry. And, um, where, where are you going, like where you are now, where you want to go as far as, you know, how commercial you want to get, or do you want to stay fairly exclusive? So let's, okay. let's start with that. I think that's a pretty good outline. So let's start with how you got started with your jewelry design and, you know, where you grew up and if that's significant to where you are now. Okay. Um,
1: well, I grew up... In Houston, Texas, kind of on the outskirts of Houston. And my my parents both came from farms kind of in central Texas, about an hour and a half outside of Houston. So I, I spent, I feel like I spent half my life in the city, half my life in the country, and I just really have an appreciation for that. Um, and as I mean, I've always done art. It's just my natural thing to do. I've never studied it formally, but it's, uh, you know, it's just a part of me, mm-hmm. and um, I went to college at Texas A&M, and I studied communications because I wanted to go on radio or TV. Mm-hmm. This is kind of all part of this invisible thread that connects, Okay, you know, that, that connects our lives, and, uh, and this will tie into how I sort of started with the Barefoot Collection okay. as I look back on this. Um, okay, so, so I, I, I got a job in country radio in, in Houston. I mean, and all of this time I was thinking, do I go to art school? You know, I don't know if I, maybe I should have just gone to art school. I really want to, but I didn't. So I, anyway, mm-hmm. i was working in country radio and met my husband, a, I think it was at a resort in Mexico. I was there for work. He was just there and we met, went our separate ways, but, um, I long story short, I married him and quit my job, moved to Wichita, Kansas. Uh-huh. And um so looking for work here proved to be uh just different. I was a marketing director in Houston and they mm-hmm. just didn't have that job here, you know. So I I kind of hopped into radio sales and doing voice work and I was uh voicing commercials for a jeweler who was opening a store. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at one point he said, you want to come work for me? And, um, I wasn't enjoying the sales part of radio. So I went to work for him and immediately fell in love with the, the science and the art that I saw in jewelry. I mean, it was, jewelry was a new phenomenon for me. My parents didn't have jewelry. They, you know, they grew up on farms, um, and so I'd never really been exposed to this before. And my husband also loves jewelry. His mother they called her Diamond D. And uh-huh. uh, so yeah, so suddenly I'm I'm appreciating jewelry from all angles. And um I and I worked in retail at Randy Cooper's Fine Jewelry mm-hmm. here in Wichita. And um I worked for fifteen years and during that time, I did a range of things on the retail side, you know, from um, operations and inventory to uh, I, I went, I, I took the distance program that GIA offers and mm-hmm. uh, got my graduate gemology degree and uh, then began to work more in that sector. And um, then we joined AGS and I became a certified gemologist appraiser. Um, and so I was just loving jewelry from all angles, except for making it, and all you know, which is what I really wanted to do. Uh huh. I wanted to design it. I took some silversmith classes and, and things like that. And I and actually, I remember I entered. I won an award on our first little show. <laughs> oh. I sold
2: my jewelry on that first show. Great, but,
1: <laughs> but what I wanted to make was different, and I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't going to be able to learn it quick enough, uh-huh. you know, in my silversmithing classes. So I was just like, I'm never going to be able to do this. What am I going to do? Um, and I had all these reasons why I, I couldn't do what I really wanted to do. I just had to do what was available and easy to me, you know. How
0: mm-hmm.
1: we do that? Yeah. Uh, I wasn't uh, I so prepared. I didn't have a degree. I <sighs> I didn't come from a jewelry family, so. I, all these roadblocks, and about that time, we, uh, I was at AGS Conclave, and they were showing the movie Sharing the Rough,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: which I wanted to see that movie, just because it was about gemstones, and I thought that would be cool for my gem geeky side, Mm -hmm. and uh, instead, it was a movie about the heart of people and the heart of jewelry, and it just, I was spellbound, and I had never seen this other side of jewelry before, before it ended up in my store, not my Mm -hmm. store, but Randy's store. Um, So it just, uh, anyway, I was struck to the heart. It was really bizarre because, uh, you know, the next day I saw Roger, and it was almost like I was, I, I, Remember, I was sitting down by his chair. We missed the whole breakfast and just talked. It was kind of like. And um, I was sitting on the floor. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I just said, I, I need to go. Um, I, I really feel like I need to go. And I called my husband and just you know, told him all of this. And what, you know, he's just the most wonderful, positive guy. He said, Chase your dreams. And. Mm-hmm. I know. So, uh-huh. uh, I think, less than two weeks or two months later, inoculations, passport, uh, update, you know, I had an expired
2: passport,
1: I had shots to get, I had so much clothes to buy, I had all kinds of things I had to do, uh-huh. um, but I was in Africa, and I didn't, I I was there, but I didn't exactly know why or what I was going to do with the experience. Um. But I was, uh, I I really was blown away in such a special way by seeing, I think just seeing their joy in every day and in the process of mining, this, this process that they, they're not prepared for, this paralleled my life, like what I was experiencing. They have, you know, tools from farming, um may not even know the gemstone, it, so many things that could have said, well, this is just too hard. We can't do this. You know, we don't have mechanized equipment, so we can't mind. But that wasn't, that wasn't what was in their hearts and in their spirits and in the way they conducted their business. And I went back home, and it was just a realization that, that it was just a message for me you know, what What are you, you're standing in your own way. You need to go for this. I've been talking about it for 10 years. So I finally quit talking about it and started doing it. And mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, when I made that phone call to Cindy Edelstein.
2: Okay. Okay. So you had been working at Randy Cooper's Klein Jewelry for 15 years? I uh- yeah, from start to finish, spanned a fifteen-year time period. Although I had a
1: daughter then, and, and I left work when I got i i uh, got my GIA degree when you know, during my time off when my daughter was young. But then I went back and started working again. So that was a fifteen-year period from uh-huh. like two thousand to twenty fifteen.
2: Okay, all right. Yeah, wow. And then in that time, you kind of. Um, in the back of your head, you realized you always knew you wanted to make jewelry. You loved it. You, your hands were on it. You learned about it at GIA, but there. Was oh this, yes, this, all my yes, All yeah. my, I knew I needed
1: to design something, make something, and I just never had the avenue. And then I discovered jewelry, and it's like, oh, I, I could make this. Would be so cool to do this or to do that. And I mean, I just had it all in my head all okay. of this time dying to to be able to create and to tell a uh-huh. story with it. Oh wow. Okay. Yes, so. I would I would prompt tell my husband, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it one day. One of these days, you know, I just and I could never pull the trigger.
2: Oh <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we can all relate to that kind of um that in the road that kind of spins us around and keeps us in a cul-de-sac for yeah. too long, you know. And um, yeah, some, somewhere we just finally get tired of being tired of where we are, and you, you just...
1: stand on the edge of the cliff and you you take a leap. Yeah, I yeah. mean the scariest leap you've ever taken because you have no idea how, <laughs> what's on the other side or how far it is, but you can see it and and you go for it it took that trip and I remember uh, actually, it was like an. I actually had an epiphany. You know, I w- it was one of those moments where I cried but I never cry. I'm not a crier. Aww. But I <laughs> kind of, I just it's like, a, I know in my heart what I feel like you know, you do different jobs. You're a, a square peg in a round hole or, mm-hmm. you know, the other way around. I mean, it's like you're good at it. You're really, you know, mm-hmm. you do a great job. You're probably an overachiever but um, but really like to step into your own lane, which is what I just, I feel like I'm like on this big toboggan
2: <laughs> sled,
1: and like, and like I've always, you know, I don't know. It's like getting into your own lane and everything suddenly begins to fall into place. It's like, this is where you were supposed to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, and, um, to, uh, to get. Yeah, you're, oh, you know, the the first ring I created is, uh, or is one of the first five, was the Leap of Faith ring, and it's mm. that ring. Uh, this is all from the Barefoot Collection, because as I look back at all of these things that come into my jewelry, or how did I even end up in in fine jewelry? Like, I don't, you know, and I look back at all those crossroads and and. The little stepping stones that got me there, you really, be- you begin to appreciate all of that, um, mm-hmm. you know, even the frustrating times, like what you feel like, I mean, it's kind of like a glass ceiling, you just kind of, both monetarily and intellectually. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. when, I don't know, there's just a real freedom uh, in fi- in. Finally, getting to where you can just let your brain do what it does naturally, mm-hmm. and it's not even work. You're not, not even really working because it's just challenging, and it's awesome, and it's just what you're good at. And when you kind of see that people are listening and they like it, I mean, you just want to do more.
2: Yeah. Wanna, oh, like, yeah.
1: Like, well, I really can put something out there that is interesting to people. I yes. Mean, I thought I could, but now. I see that I can. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go on the road and be an inspirational speaker.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think your jewelry does that for you. So let's kind of rewind a little bit, and you mentioned the Barefoot collection. Explain to me the significance of the Barefoot collection and when you started making that, what some of the main... And um, you have to realize
1: that when I started, it's not like I had a sketchbook of all these ideas that I've been keeping. I mean, when I decided, okay, I'm going to design jewelry, I just drew the Barefoot collection.
2: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and uh, because I was kind of looking at that paper and just thinking, wow, I, I'm going to do this and I'm going to... Uh, give this everything I have because it's everything I've ever wanted to do. It checks off all, all my boxes. And uh, I began to appreciate just like, wow, um, a girl who kind of, a country girl, city girl, that's where I get polish and grit from. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of, it has so many meanings, but, you know, there's, you can be really polished and dressed up, at, at, but, you know, I've kind of got this gritty side where I love to fish. I love to, yeah, run around barefoot, just be outside. Uh huh. Um, you know, and not care about doing my hair or my makeup. And I, I love that gritty side, that totally natural side. But I also love high fashion. I love, you know, I, I love expensive things. I love beautiful things. And I love going to fancy places and eating fancy food. So, but there's just many sides to all of us, and I wanted my aesthetic, I guess, to represent that, that mm-hmm. um, that weren't, you know, even when I look at social media, it's very polished, it looks so great, but there's a gritty side to their life, too. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, and I just appreciate that. That, right, uh, many right. sides of us, um, and so that's kind of a texture that I always that I leave on all my jewelry. Is it's not a perfect polish, nor is it a full you know textured piece. You'll find it's mostly high polish. You'll find areas of of a little gritty, a little you know sandblasted or something like that. So that's kind of a symbolic part of my jewelry. Uh, but then I reflected on what I love most. Um, my happy places are out on the farm, out spending time at the river and the rocks and the beach. Being down in Houston, we were just around water a lot. And we had, Mm -hmm. you know, warm weather all the time. So um, I I wanted to feel that vibe in my jewelry. I wanted to Mm -hmm. feel like I was outside in my favorite, most serene places. And so I had to use natural colored diamonds with earth tones that make me think of the land and the rocks and the sand sparkling on the beach. And um, and that's what I saw in my mind, those colors, the yellow gold because it, it reminds me of the sun. And I, and I pictured myself standing on one side of the river with the life that I really, the work that I really wanted to do on the other side and kind of said... Pictured in my mind, deep thinker here,
2: <laughs> how <laughs> am I going to get there? And, you know, I'm just
1: like pictured these little rocks getting uh-huh, me across, uh-huh. jumping from rock to rock. And there became the first stepping stone ring, a five-nine okay. stepping stone ring. And the collection kind of took off from there um, with different series. You know, um, I have the, you know, Leap of Faith ring. Um, just, you know, you've got to, you just got to jump and you have to build the parachute on the way down because you don't know exactly how you're going to finance it. You don't know exactly what's going to happen. How quickly you are going to fail? Is this going to be impossible? But you can figure it out somehow. And, um, um yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's kind of where that collection took its shape. It, it's starts paying attention to, uh, your journey and how you got where you are and how you're going to get where you want to go.
2: Yes. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to get brave. (laughs) I
1: mean, there, it, it, um, for me, it was kind of like a breaking point. Like, I mean, I was uh, 45 ish, you know, I, I, something like that when I went to Africa and, when you start looking at, you know, I'm, I'm going to run out of time. And uh, and when am I going to ever try these things, you know, um, mm-hmm. whatever capacity I can try it. Um, you know, I, I was very fortunate to be able to do this work in 18 karat gold and use these gemstones and make this trip. And I realized maybe not every person who wants to design jewelry or or whatever that is can just jump right in and, and do that. So maybe it, it, you wait until you're older and you, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's just starting wherever you are. Um, yeah. Yeah. Working with silver, working with the gemstones that you can find locally. Yeah. I, I don't know, but just to begin.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking... so. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking at your, um, at your Barefoot collection and I love, since you explained to me why you leave the, um, the brushed finish and the gritty, the gritty polish and use the natural stones, uh-huh. I love how that has so much, um, we can all interpret that into our lives so much in that, you know, deep down we're just all who we are. <laughs> right and to right. be able to show that through your jewelry that's really special oh thank you yeah. thank you <laughs> But you know it's symbolic in not
1: the most obvious ways but but it's there it's, right. it's part of the intention of that jewelry and it's mm-hmm. kind of about um, it's kind of about self-acceptance and um, you know like Part of your path is—it's—is things you wish you could forget. <laughs> mm. um, but you know, it's that's part of you, and it's—you um, know—it's just part of what makes you whole, right? Yeah, exactly. Because it somehow got you to where you are today. Yes, that's and true.
2: Yeah, and yeah. you're still on your path. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So your Barefoot Collection, you explained the the background and the meaning of that. Then what was the next collection that you, yeah. So now
1: as the story continues, um, you know, Barefoot Collection is my journey. And on this, so now on my journey, which took me to meet Roger Derry and Ginger and Rachel, Mm -hmm. and they then introduced me. To East Africa mining and the most wonderful people I, I've ever met. And um, so now I want to tell that story along
0: the okay. journey.
2: Okay, so,
1: good. Um,
0: I love Deborah's courage and story. She'll be in booth 2500 at the premiere show which will be in the Las Vegas Convention Center, if you'll be attending this week, and that will go through June 3rd. Tune in for the continuation of Deborah's story, and we pick up where she left off in this first part with more of her connection and story with Gem Legacy and the integral part of her mission and designs. I love Deborah's courage and story. Tune in next time which hopefully i'll have the next part up between wednesday and thursday of this week but it will be the continuation of deborah's story and how the crossing of her path with gem legacy is an integral part of her mission and her jewelry until next time cross check your sparkle and come back i'll see you next time thanks a lot bye